a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Monday, although as we were talking with Maria, it already feels like Thursday. Uh, it was quite a weekend. I flew out on Friday evening uh, back to Detroit with uh, our colleagues from the Deseret News, from the Church News, from KSL, uh, to cover the NAACP uh, conference there in Detroit. And of course, as you, if you've been listening and following along in the Deseret News and here at KSL and on KSL TV, uh, President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints was one of the key speakers last night uh, in a really extraordinary moment. And uh, there's just a lot to unpack from Detroit, and so we're going to do that as we go through the day today. Uh, we will be joined at the top of the hour at one o'clock by Sherry Dew. Uh, Sherry Dew is the Executive Vice President and Chief Content Officer here at Deseret Management Corporation and also uh, has written uh, what many call a biography, a a collection of sorts on President Nelson and his insight. Uh, So we'll get her perspective a little bit behind the scenes in terms of uh, what she saw take place uh, in, as I said, a, a historic and unique moment and series of moments, really. Uh, in Detroit. So we'll uh, give you that as we go throughout the afternoon. But Sherry will join us right at the uh, top of the one o'clock hour. Uh, We're also going to be joined today by uh, former representative, former governor of the state of South Carolina, Mark Sanford, uh, someone I got to know and and, uh, learn a lot about uh, as we walked around the uh, Capitol, the United uh, States Congress there in Washington, D.C. He is mulling over a White House run as a Republican against President Trump uh, had a very interesting op-ed out today on the national debt and uh, why we've got to address that issue. So uh, Mark Sanford's going to join us today at one thirty-five. So set your watch to that one. Mark's just an extraordinary thinker. Uh, he he owns his his past. He owns his mistakes and challenges, and he has some pretty interesting ideas in terms of where the country needs to go next. So uh, Mark Sanford will join us at one thirty-five. Uh, we'll also uh, take a little look at the cosmic perspective. May not be what you think it is. We've been looking heaven, heavenward a lot over the last week with the uh, celebration of the Apollo 11 and the moon landing, which uh, we covered extensively here. So I, I want to give one last look heavenward uh, to the cosmic perspective and uh, weigh in on that just a little bit as we as we go through as well. Also, it is a belated happy National Ice Cream Day which is also important for everyone to, if you didn't indulge in ice cream yesterday, 
then we're giving you a, a pass, a 24-hour special pass. You can indulge in National Ice Cream Day today. Uh, and also very important to note today, it is my son Will's 16th birthday. So a little shout-out to Will. Uh, we may even draft him in uh, before the day is done. All right, so that's kind of where we're headed today. A lot of ground to cover, as always. And no, we are not going to contain this to the fastest 30 minutes in radio. We are doing the extended version of Inside Sources. We'll be with you all the way until 3 p.m. when we'll pass the baton to Jeff Kaplan, who, as always, will uh, guide you safely through your commute and get you home with all the news, weather, traffic, and inside information that uh, you're going to need to make it through a Monday, a very hot Monday here in the state of Utah. All right, so let's break down just a, a couple of things, a couple of quick observations that I took away from being in Detroit at the NAACP uh, over the weekend. Uh, it's really an extraordinary thing. 10,000 people will be there at the conference so it'll be a large gathering there, and uh, Detroit, uh, as many of you know, is a city that experienced great success, great highs when the auto industry was thriving and growing, uh, and then really was abandoned uh, for a long period, and uh, is still struggling to dig back out, and there's some real challenges there in the inner city, and so that was that was sad for me to see. I, I remember as a business consultant going and spending 10 days there, two straight weeks. Uh, and I really didn't even come out of the uh, the Chrysler buildings there as I was teaching some leadership classes to executives and middle managers. Uh, but man, it was a happening spot. There was just a, there was an energy and a vibrancy to the city. It was diverse. It was active. It was engaged. And I remember going years later to that same spot and thinking, wow, this is really discouraging. This is this is really frustrating. And so it's uh, it's a city that is on the rise again. Really interesting. We often don't think about Detroit. Uh, usually when we talk about fires and rising from the ashes, we, we talk about Chicago or San Francisco. Uh, but Detroit was also uh, subject to a fire uh, long, long years ago. And it was actually a, uh, a, a priest. Uh, I forget which denomination he was. He was from France, uh, but he decided to stay and, and rebuild and was an extraordinary statesman. He brought music to the city, and uh, they're they're really hoping. There's a, a big mural in the convention center there in Detroit that shows that, once again, they, they really hope that out of the ashes that some greatness can come. And I think if it does come, it's going to come as a result of a lot of the the efforts like the efforts that have been joined by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the NAACP. Uh, if you haven't been following that story closely here on KSL or on the pages of the Deseret News, uh, it's this very unique combination between the NAACP and the church to take some of their uh, self-reliant training material and working with the NAACP and their staff who modified and tweaked and changed some of that curriculum so that it would meet the needs of those in the inner city and minority communities. And they've done pilot programs in San Francisco that we'll talk about in a minute. They've done pilot programs in Chicago. And the, the results have been absolutely extraordinary. And the, the commitment to it has been amazing. In fact, in uh, one of the focus groups they held with people who had participated in the program in Chicago, there was a woman who rode three buses each way just to get to the classes. 
that were held at the Baptist Church there in Chicago. And so this was someone who found it so worth it that once a week she would ride six buses, three buses to get there, stay for the class for several hours, and then three buses back home. Uh, and so there's been some real tangible results. That's To me, that's one of the most important things with these kinds of uh, collaborations is what's the result? What's the net result? You can always you can always talk about it. You can always talk about principles. You can talk about coming together, but in the end, it really comes down to what do you do? Can you actually implement it? Can you make a difference? Can you break cycles of poverty? Can you create upward mobility? Can you help people develop the skills to to really make that happen? Uh, and I'll tell you one of the interesting things to me that uh, we we were. Uh, there yesterday, and we're talking with some of the, the people from the NAACP, and they talked about this reality that most uh, activist organizations, whether they're lobbying for public policy changes or civil rights or whatever it may be, that most of those organizations do not last a decade. They don't, they don't even last 10 years. They, they start, they flourish for a little while, and then they end up going out of business. The NAACP has been around for 110 years. This is the 110th conference uh, over the weekend and throughout this week. And I think part of that is because they're one of the few organizations in the country that continues to bring their faith to the equation. So many others have, have set the faith component aside for fear of retribution, for fear of being mocked or ridiculed or, or running into other problems of not being correct uh, but the NAACP has kept their faith component front and center. And I do not think it's an accident that they're one of the very few organizations that have lasted that long, uh, over over a century, 110 years for the NAACP. So there's a lot of great groundwork that's been done there. We'll continue to dive into this as we uh, get towards the top of the hour. As I mentioned, Sherry Dew will join us at 105 to talk about some of the behind-the-scenes activities that took place there in Detroit. So stay with us for continuing coverage on that exciting development. When we come back, we're going to take a quick preview of the Mueller report coming up on the 24th of July. Don't go anywhere. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News on KSL News Radio.